0: Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today we are joined by Gabriel McSweeney, Data Partnerships Manager at Kodat. Kodat is focused on making financial and accounting software integrations as simple as a click of a button. Started in London in 2017, Kodak provides its services to a wide variety of clients, including banks, insurers, business lenders, and software providers. Gabriel has had a brilliant journey into the world of fintech, and she is here today to share her story with us. So welcome. Thank you very much for coming on to the series.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be invited.
0: Perfect. So it would be wonderful if you could tell us a bit more about Kodak.
1: Awesome, of course. So so Codat's mission is to enable all the services and systems that a small business uses to work together seamlessly. So we provide a network of connectivity that allows data to flow back and forwards between banks, accounting platforms, commerce platforms and other business tools. So it's quite a technical product, and there's loads of different use cases that it has, but I'll just give you one example of, of how it can work in practice. So if I'm a, a small business owner and I'm selling my products online, um, one day I decide that I'm going to borrow some money from a, a bank or a lender um, uh, to buy all of my Christmas stock. Um, And usually when I apply, I have to go to my accounting software, I have to download all my financial reports, go to my bank, get my bank statements, send them all over via email. But what Kodak does is it powers the ability, rather than doing all of those things, to just enter your login details um, for your accounting software and then share everything else seamlessly with that lender. So it helps you get a much quicker decision, quicker funds, but there's also richer information. So it can mean that you can get a wider range of financial products available to you.
0: And I mean, that's what it's all about, like making it that much easier, but, that, but more choice. Because I think in, in the past, that choice was limited for people. So it's great that this is what you, what you guys are now providing um, and with ease. Um, so your role in particular
1: at Kodak, what does it entail? So I lead data partnerships at Kodak. Um, and that means that I manage our relationships with the the data sources that you can access via Kodak's platform. So that includes the the accounting platforms, open banking providers, and commerce platforms. And so our clients are the financial institutions and the fintech companies, and they come to us for connectivity. So my role is really about ensuring that they have the maximum access to the most integral data that they need through our strategic relationships with our data partners. And I think, you know, especially in the pandemic, digitalization digitization is, is just massively accelerating and, and I feel very lucky to be in a in a company that plays such a vital role in that. Mm,
0: yeah, and that's that's so great to hear um, like I love it when people say I feel lucky to be part of it. <laughs> you can hear your passion. Um, and after you know all the negative that we've seen from this pandemic pandemic and how it's affected people it's great to see that you know what there are pieces of our industry that will accelerate because of it and fintech uh, you know as we all know i mean the last the last recession that we had fintech was that's when it came into its own so <laughs> there, there are opportunities and um, so could you share your journey into fintech and what actually attracted you to the industry
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think like every, I hear everyone say on all of these types of podcasts, it was totally by chance. It was not by design. Um, I actually started my career so I studied foreign languages at at university and I started out in my career uh, on a a graduate program for a FTSE 100 publishing and events company you know the classic graduate that everyone goes off and works for a big company not really knowing what they want to do Um, so after that I ended up working in um, technology events so I was organizing conferences um, for startups and also um, London Tech Week festival and while I was doing that I, I spoke to so many entrepreneurs and founders I just thought I'd really want to be on the other side of the fence and I, I had the feeling and in, in my first role that I was just paddling really hard upstream to a destination that I didn't actually want to go to so even though I was kind of successful in my first role it was actually really difficult for me to then find a, a new job at that point because I had such a broad and, and non-specific skill set um, and other be, than being in events and, and that I knew that I didn't want to do that anymore. So I signed up to a recruiter and despite um, not having um, pure marketing experience they actually um, encouraged me to um, apply for a marketing role with a tech startup and they said you know the founders really open to a broad skill set um, and so I was a bit unsure but um, it, amazingly I managed to get down to the final two um, and even though I didn't get the marketing role what I and I was absolutely devastated I can't tell you I pretty much handed in my notice in my head I was kind of I was thinking about the holiday I was going to have between these two jobs and I was sure that I'd kind of smashed the interview um, but after yeah. the dust had settled I sent an email to um, the CEO founder who I'd had my interview with and just said you know thank you so much for the experience I, um, I really enjoyed it and I'd still really love to work here um, and I hope that you'll think of me if another role comes up and sure enough, a couple of weeks later, she invited me for a coffee and said, I've got this role. I'm not really sure what it is yet, but if you want it, it's yours. Um, and that's how I found myself in the commercial team at Fluidly, which was uh, an awesome first step into FinTech.
0: I, I absolutely love that story, and I'm so glad you've shared it with us, because I just think there are so many people that are perhaps from outside the industry that, A, don't, don't realise how amazing this industry can be, and just that creativity of of um, your future boss calling you up and saying, actually, let's let's create something for you because you are a standout person that we'd love to partner with. So I'd love you to share your thoughts on that, on that sort of being given that first, that that chance in your first role and that power of having someone believe in you.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, you know for me I definitely wouldn't wouldn't be where I am today if I if I hadn't had that opportunity and I think it's so easy when you're recruiting to say I'm looking for a marketer Um, i want someone with marketing experience Um, uh, and I can totally understand why people do that because um, for that person hiring it's all about de-risking De-risking the hire, so you know um, the the it stands to reason that someone who has already done a similar job before um, uh, is more likely to be a good fit than just looking at the whole pool of people, and it might save you time in order to get there. But what I would say is that if you are too focused in the recruiting process, then it does stand to, you know, miss out on on potential candidates that that might be really good fit for the company. So, I'm I've, thankfully I'm I'm not I'm not hiring in my role at the moment because i know what a difficult job it is but um i would encourage people you know where they can to try and be as open as possible
0: yeah i i totally agree and i I love what you said there about potential because i think that that actually is so so key to to who we are within the fintech industry about about listening to people's different backgrounds, their different opinions, and that what that's what ends up making us strong. So I love what you said there. I then wanted to ask you um, a bit more about how you've spoken about science and tech simply not being on your radar when you were at school. And I wanted you to share that with our audience because I know you've got a few thoughts on what more should be done for this generation of Well, children.
1: yeah, I guess one of my reflections was that, um, or, or one of... I guess not a regret but one of the things I have felt at times in my career is I wish I you know I wish I knew how to code I I wish I had a slightly more technical background and I feel that when I was at school I didn't know of anyone. Um I, I was at an all girls school and I didn't know anyone um studying going for kind of technical disciplines and there was like there was one person in my year who did engineering and, mm-hmm. and it was everyone just wanted to be a, a doctor at my uh, at my school and that was that was kind of all I knew. Um, but but listen I think it's really not an easy problem to solve but I do think that there's a there's a few great initiatives out there founders for school I know is one um, which is all about bringing inspirational role models into the classroom um, and there's also an organization that I very nearly tried to do a course with myself called code first Girl, um, girls which, yes. which helps yeah, um, young women get get technical skills so I think there's definitely lots of, of great organizations out there and, and, and hopefully it uh, New, um, younger girls uh, at that stage now won't have quite the same experience as me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important to share that because that really, that needs action. And I know you're going to talk about this a bit more because um, when I introduce this podcast, I always say, um, how do we walk the talk? And I know that's something that you're, you're incredibly passionate about. So I wanted to move on to that, like more, more of the action piece and what you think your, your practical bits of advice to the fintech community about having and creating a more inclusive environment
1: yeah i mean i think as i've said to you before one of my biggest pet peeves is where you get so many of these um content and focus groups that are focused around diversity and, and they spend a lot of time talking about the problems and the struggle but when you actually come to that question at the end you know what can i do how can i how can i help to change this it's just falls flat and then you know nothing changes we're still in the same situation so i guess i wanted to i've had a you know uh, in terms of practical advice i guess there's two um sectors or, or two groups of advice i wanted to, to speak to first of all for um you know the people within fintech companies who are thinking about um making their organization more diverse but then the other one for for young women like me who have kind of just started out recently for their careers on, in their careers so i guess on the, on the first one i think some easy you know one of the key parts of this is the recruitment process as you'll know really well i think the you know a couple of of practical tips that I would want to advocate for in, in any business that I'm in um, is to have someone female or diverse in every interview process so as an as an interviewer I've been through interview processes where I didn't see a single female and I, I found it off-putting it really made me question you know do is this is this a place for me and I would also say you know one thing that is so actionable is to, to interview at least one female candidate for every role um that in a in a in this day and age that should not be um uh, too difficult mm. um and then i guess the second bit of, aside from recruitment is is keeping females in and getting them into senior positions um and doing your bit really to to contribute to that so i think you know shared pre- parental leave is is an absolute must for every business and i also think it's it's important to remember that that women I think they really do still need that extra push compared to men to um, apply for promotions, to put themselves forward. And I think that that's one thing that can be combated by either setting up a, a mentoring programme internally, or if you don't have the time and the resources to do that, joining one of the external ones that are available because there are, are so many out there. And personally, um, I've found having female role models and, and having people in, in higher up positions to, to talk to and, 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 and encourage me to put myself forward has been absolutely essential. So yeah, I think that's for, for kind of people within fintech organizations. And the second bit, which I feel quite passionately about is thinking about, you know, me five years ago and, and what would I have said um, to myself. And I think the, one of the most important things there is, is this, just fake it until you make it. There's there will be so many times and I have this all the time. I you know, if you spoke to any of my friends, I'm sure they'd say, Gabriel Gabby's a very confident person, but there are so many times when when you'll feel and I feel like everyone knows better than me, like like I'm not good enough, or people will think I'm stupid if, if some I say something. But the truth is that everyone's thinking the same thing about themselves. And so if you act like you're just absolutely smashing it, people do start to believe it and and I think actually, with most jobs, having confidence actually does make you better at your job. I guess point number two on on that would be um, following up and reaching out for support. I don't think that I would have the job, um, my first job in in fintech with with Fluidly, if I hadn't sent that follow up email. Um, and I think that you know going the extra mile and being persistent can can make the difference. LinkedIn can also be a really great place to, to make contacts and reach out support for support. And I think you'd be surprised at how helpful people can be there. Mm. And then finally, I would say, you know, the final piece of advice I'd say is to find a female who you really look up to, who you can look to for support. In my career so far, I've found it hugely helpful to have female mentors and role models, and whether it's a family friend or family member or a current or ex colleague, you know, ask to have a coffee, set up a regular time to speak, and just chat and, and ask for advice on, on things you're you're going through at the moment.
0: Yeah, honestly, that is such great bits of walk in the talk. <laughs> like I love it. Like I love being able to to give Give the audience some real actionables that they can they can take away, and I love how you've answered that final question because you give you give advice to sort of both sides of the coin. I think that 's just so important um, and i couldn 't support it more because what I love to talk about as a recruiter is not just how do we attract more people but actually how do we look after them once they're there? And you've really covered that. And I love what you've said about your own personal journey with mentoring. And I myself know how important that is. So I've got to say that's been absolutely fantastic. I've written loads of notes and I know (laughs) anyone listening will have done so also. So thank you very much for for taking part today in, in this podcast. You've been an absolute pleasure to get to know and really, really insightful advice. So thank you very much.
1: No worries, and I guess um, just kind of one passing word that I want to, yep. wanted to say. You know, I've, I've loved being on the podcast today, and one of the reasons why I wanted to, to come on is because I think it's on all of us to to advocate for change. Um, I feel really strongly and about all types of diversity, but particularly with gender diversity, I think it is is my role to to advocate that for. So, you know, if, if anyone listening is is interviewing for for a role or, or or doing anything else where they feel that they can advocate for their company, I, you know, just tell tell your HR team that it's something you feel strongly about. And I think little things like that can make all the difference.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's been so brilliant having you on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you so much for all your thoughts.